Blog Talk Radio. Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter, Jamie Rocks, and this is The Big Show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. I'm very, very excited. We're having a special uh, Saturday edition of the show. And it's, uh, I tell you, it's a beautiful day here in South Florida, but it's hot. Um, summer has arrived, and it is open for business, baby. Oh, my gosh. I was just out there. I'm glad I'm in here and not out there. So uh, I would much rather be in here doing the show. <laughs> Than you know, mowing the lawn or something. Oh, man. Terrible out. I'm very excited today. We've got a fantastic uh, director, co-writer of a very, very um, interesting um, horror movie, thriller movie that is coming out. It drops uh, week after next, I believe. Um, but without further ado, I'll find out. Let's find out right now. Let's welcome uh, Mr. Peter Daskaloff. Uh Peter, how are you? Good, good. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you're just so I'm clear. I was looking at my show notes, but I don't know. I I don't know what happened. Um, December, uh, I'm sorry, May uh, the 11th, right? Is the yeah, big May premiere? 11th, yes. May 11th. Yes, well, it's open for Antidote. Yeah, it opens everywhere, basically on all streaming platforms, on uh, video on demand. Uh, nice. In North America, basically everywhere you can watch it on uh, any of those, whichever you have. Well, <laughs> that's one thing we've all learned this year is how to use those streaming services. Um, oh my gosh, I think that's fantastic. You know, um, I remember when um, I was just talking to my wife about this. I, it doesn't. As I get older, time seems to go quicker. But I remember when I first subscribed to Netflix, and um, they would send you the DVD in the mail, and you'd watch the movie, and then you'd send it. They had a little envelope, and you'd send it back to them. I don't know if they still do that, but uh, that's how they did it when they first started. It's pretty neat now with all these streaming services how you can just, you know, a couple clicks of the button, and you're watching a movie. Um, Don't even have to leave the house. It's amazing. Well, Antidote is not going to be on Netflix uh, for uh, for now. It's going to be just on video on demand uh, platforms mm-hmm. like Amazon, iTunes, and uh, uh, Google Play, and so forth. I mean, there is plenty of them out there. Uh, Netflix oh, will be coming probably later. I, w- I would guess uh, about October, November, or maybe. Yeah, that was sooner. the only one I could. That was the one I could think, you know, I was just when I was talking to her, I was like, that's how it started. But now there's so many streaming services. And I like, a, you know, we have them all. Um, I don't think there's one we don't have. And, you know, we got them all hooked into the TVs and everything and, and watch a movie right on the big TV right there in the living room. It's fantastic. Um, you know, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's very cool. Now, Antidote, this movie looks crazy um this is uh it looks so interesting 
Um, I have not seen Antidote yet. I, I have not. I've only seen the trailer. So I'm just going off the trailer, and I, I want to let people know, but I definitely want to see this. Um, uh, and, and that's a good thing, because I won't let anything slip uh, during the, our talk here uh, as far as uh, plots, because I want everybody to see it. I want to see it. It looks so interesting, you know, just such a neat idea for the film. How did, how did you get involved? How did this all come together? Well, it, uh, it started uh, like about two years ago. I was uh, trying to come up with an interesting story. And just uh, it, occasionally, it, uh, eventually it hits uh, you, you know, when you're thinking about mm. something. And uh, then one morning I woke up and it was, I usually have my best thinking moments in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then, then it hit me. Okay, this is this is what it, it is. I mean, it is very difficult to talk about the film when the key point actually would spoil uh, right. the, the the whole plot because I don't want to give it away what it is about. But this is when it hit me. Like, oh, now this is what it's going to be about. And uh, and it it started. It uh, take two counts from there. And then eventually mm. the script. Oh, uh, I gave the script to script. I have. I'm working with script readers, uh, so mm-hmm. we we did some corrections on the script, you know, to make it more dynamic and so forth. I mean, the development of the script alone took uh, over a year uh, until wow. we got it the way we wanted it. Uh, yeah, because the script is is the the most important thing, of course. I mean, everybody knows that. So uh, yeah, and then when when I felt it, oh okay, now we have a good script. Now then uh, we just scheduled it and uh, started production, and it was it was pretty smooth uh, uh, operation. But uh, mostly because I got lucky so many times, you know, because uh, <laughs> as you know, anything can, that can go wrong goes wrong, and it did. But I was mm. lucky to to be able to deal with it, by, you know, by uh, I mean, all kinds of factors helped him. You know, like for example, uh, yeah, for example, my my the 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 actress which we cast initially uh, for the lead role, uh, she quit like just about three days before we started filming. Uh, oh because, man! Uh, she, yeah, that was that was uh, uh, yeah, that was a trip. You know. <laughs> uh, because she she had problems, I guess she cited mm. at the time with the lower back pain and things like this. And because the the role is very physical, she she didn't feel comfortable going into this. Just the timing of her, uh, you know, resignation, so to say, was so bad. Right. I mean, three days before we started uh, filming, which uh, I mean, we had rented sets, we had scheduled people, and so oh, forth. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah, and I was lucky to find a replacer, another brilliant actress, for the role just just overnight, and that was that was a big yeah, that was a big luck. Yeah, that was a jackpot. That's like something out of a movie or something, you know? It's just it's just uh, not making the movie. I can only imagine. And you know, you've got all this stuff, all these plates in the air are already spinning, um, everything's happening, and then boom. The main character. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't. I have never even heard of something like this happening. 
to anybody. Oh, <laughs> man. Peter's blood pressure is going to the roof. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and in spite of that, he's got to make it happen. Um, you know, there, there's no choice. Um, that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Goes to show. You must have a hell of a Rolodex because, uh, you know, it, it worked out. What I was going to say is um, one of the things I like when I was watching the trailer, um, you know, Hitchcock, he was psycho, got it right so well with the, with the you know, you, you're never more vulnerable, vulnerable uh, than when you're in the shower, you know? And as someone mm-hmm. who's been in a hospital a couple times, it's a very similar thing. You know, you don't know what's happening usually. And um, you, things are really in the hands of others. And it, it's not a, a nice place to be. Uh, mentally, you know, and I'm watching this trailer. Yeah, and then and then you sh- you know you fall asleep or you go through your search or whatever happened, and then you're in somewhere else and and you that you didn't sign up for, and it, 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 there's problems. There's there's pain. There's there's all kinds of and I'm like, ooh, that's just horrible to think about. I love it. I want to see more. <laughs> You know, it's just fantastic. The idea, um, man, man, yeah, I think you've got a, a good uh, a good idea there, a good idea. Um, you know, because you're, you're relying on all these doctors because they have all the answers to whatever, you, you know, your problem you're having. Maybe not. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know. And, and then when you realize that all these doctors are actually not doctors, then – it becomes mm-hmm. even more interesting, you know, oh. because uh, this is one of the things. Well, basically, it is not a horror movie. It is a thriller, and it is um, um, more of a mystery thriller than a horror. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because uh, it's uh, horrific in terms of what is shown on screen, because it's a hospital. Mm. I mean, a, a hospital by itself is... a uh, it's a horror, you know. I mean, look at all the people right. dying in hospitals. Usually people, oh, this is where people die. Yeah. So the yeah. hospital by it's itself is good. a place for horror, of horrors. And now uh, we have this imagery in my film, which kind of immediately um, spells out horror. But the film is not really the horror genre, you know. Mm. So it's, it's different. It is, yeah, it is a morality tale, which is masquerading. Uh, say probably horror or something like that, uh, but well, it's essentially it's a, it is a mystery psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. That is that you're speaking my language, Peter. You're speaking my language. That is, I am. I, I love movies. I'm not in the movie movie business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people for a living, and and stuff. You know, um, but the thing is, is I. I'm that friend that people have uh, that, you know, when the world uh, hadn't shut down, uh, I would invite my friends over. I have a backyard theater and stuff, and, you know, I make my friends watch movies with subtitles, and it's, um, you know, I'm that guy. And um, I love, love, my favorite genre of film, people often ask me, I love all kinds of movies, and I do like a horror movie once in a while, but it's not really my thing, you know, I'm, I but I love a psychological thriller. I'm just like because you're, you know, you're like oh, what would I do in this situation? You know, a horror movie, you're like, 
what would I do in this? I'd get the hell out of there is what I would do. Um, you know, you, you, the whole movie would be me leaving. Um, a psychological thriller, a mystery now. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, She's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N. 
MichelleAbian.com. MichelleAbian.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Let me ask you this. Now, you've been in the movie business, and, uh, you know, what is your story? How did this happen? How did this come about? Getting into, did you always know, even as a a youngster, that, uh, you know, movies and and show business were were what you were going to be doing? Uh, No, no. I'm, uh, no, actually, I went to art school, and uh, I was uh, making a living as a, a painter for a while. You know, nice. but then eventually, uh, you know, I, I, I started. You decided to get some money. <laughs> Start making money. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was I a get that look every day from my wife. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, so, uh, yes, it was a very gradual process. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Well, the cool thing about movies. You know, like Warhol said, you know, you know, you're painting with film, you know, and you're not just painting a static image. You, you can, you're painting with a whole palette of of uh, uh, different paints. You know, you're working with emotions from lighting to sound, uh, story to, to just all kinds of stuff, you know. And uh, I think that's incredible. I don't know how the thing that gets me with movies, and then I don't know how you guys do it, um, is the time. The time, uh, because, you know, a movie can take a couple years to make. You know, it isn't just something you knock out in the weekend. It can take a while. And I don't think I could sell it to my wife, you know. Well, I'm going to do this project here, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll see you in a year and a half. Um, well, well, money for you in a year and a half. I don't think she'd buy it. But you got to no, imagine. Yeah, you know, wives are not generally very supportive creatures, you know, right. uh, when it comes to <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams and the such. No, I hear yeah. you, man. I hear you. Well, this is cool. This is cool. Now, with a uh, such an interesting film, um, did you guys did you guys film this in a hospital somewhere? Or? Uh, in, in, no, the sets are pretty dark. Was it the, the parking garage or something? I mean, you know, with things set up because it's it's pretty grim-looking sets from what I saw in the trailer. Well, actually, we had to. I had to build the set. Uh, I rented a warehouse, and uh, you know, we hired people wow. and build the set. I had a set decorator, you know, and uh, everything was designed actually and built from scratch. Uh, the, oh. the the only tricky part was uh, getting um, all these medical equipment, and uh, this mm. is where I got lucky again because uh, I I have a, a friend who is a doctor actually, uh, and uh, one day I asked him, uh, "Hey, uh, do you know where I can get some vintage medical equipment?" And he <laughs> says, uh, "Yeah, from my garage." And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, he was collecting. He was collecting. He was hoarding vintage medical equipment. So I had like a gurney from the 50s, a, a dental chair wow. from about from 1956 or something like this, pedal operated, you know. So it was, everything was very original. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, I, I just got lucky a number of times. 
for this uh, film to turn out that well. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. There's there's one of the uh, press pictures where I believe it's uh, Ravi uh, Nadu. Uh, I, I, I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying Nadu. I, I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, yeah. Where he's in that that dental chair, right? and he's got the thing in his mouth, and he's in the mm-hmm. hospital again. Oh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I mean, it looks great, but it, it, I wouldn't want to be there, you know. Um, whoa. Uh, amazing. That well, is so it was, cool. So it, was, it was a fun scene to film, you know, the one with uh, Ravi Naidu. This, this is how you pronounce his name. Naidu. Ravi Naidu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because he was very um, dedicated. He's a very dedicated actor. You know, but the other actor who is playing the doctor, he had this, um, he was hesitating to put the pliers in his mouth. So mm. Ravi was actually kind, kind of like stimulating him. <laughs> you know, hey, right. hey, get pliers in my mouth. You know, he was, yeah, it, you have some, sometimes these good occasions when you I, at some point, I was thinking we're not going to get the scene with the actors not not wanting to with the actor not wanting to do what he was supposed to do because it was I mean and rightfully so he didn't know he was not sure he's not going to hurt the other guy, you know. Right. But it turned out very well right. at the end. Oh, that's amazing! That is amazing. Well, it seems like you've got some fantastic actors in the whole film. Um, did you go through a casting company or was this? Uh, you know, people you knew and stuff, people you had in your, uh, your Rolodex. Uh, no, no, it was, it was kind of a hybrid uh, casting. Mm. It was, most of it was done by uh, my casting director, Alexis Stavro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but he found all these people. He didn't know any, anyone of them uh, just offhand. Uh, so, but we, we were looking, I mean, once you start casting, you're actively looking for people, you know, so right. then they're, they're casting outlets, you know, like, uh, there is a, a lot of way you can cast the film, oh, that's uh, amazing. especially in Los, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long, now, did you, have you, um, have you lived in LA a long time? I mean, did you basically, uh, grow up out, out in, uh. Southern California there? Well, well, the, I immigrated from Bulgaria in 1985, and I came directly oh, to wow. L.A. Yeah, and <laughs> since then I haven't moved. I, I have been living here since 1985. I hear you. I don't know that much about Bulgaria. I'll tell you, I went to college in Boston. Um, I grew up in, like, the mm-hmm. uh, Detroit area, and I went to college in Boston. And as soon as I graduated and I, I got out of uh, school, I said, man, I gotta. I am tired of snow. I gotta move somewhere where there's no ice. The only ice is gonna be in a cocktail. I want to go somewhere where that's the case. And um, so I moved to San Diego. And it, San Diego's great. It's beautiful, but it's kind of boring. It's kind of dull. So I was up in LA like almost every weekend, um, just because that's where the action is, you know. And, and you know, in the art world, that's where you're gonna sell paintings, you know. So that's that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. But I loved it. I. Once you spend a February in Southern California, it is hard to go anywhere where it's cold. Um, yeah, know, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened to me as well. Well, Bulgaria <laughs> is, it is a small country. At, at the time, it was in the in the communist uh, bloc, you know, mm-hmm. the Soviet bloc. 
so I actually had to escape. Um, and, mm. uh, you know, and, yeah, uh, at the time it was kind of, well, when you imagine how to, how to escape from North Korea, right? It, it was about the same. Right. Uh, oh, so, man. but yeah, it was long well, before, before, before the Berlin Wall collapsed, you know? So right. you know, it was an iron curtain. Right. So you had to jump the curtain. And anyway, so oh. then I'm in LA and so yeah, it, it has been good. Life has been good here. <laughs> Well, you know, you're making movies now. That's the best job yeah. in the world. <laughs> Could be a lot yeah. worse. Could be in Bulgaria, <laughs> you know, back in the mm-hmm. day. That's how I felt leaving Detroit. Um, I was like, yeah, it's nice to live somewhere where I don't see cars on fire. It's uh, fantastic. And gunshots mm-hmm. constantly. Um, no, I'm sure Bulgaria was even worse than Detroit. Uh, but, man, that's cool. But well, that's a hell of a story, you know. That's a heck of a story. And um, that was in the mid '80s. That was '85. Man, yeah, I was I was watching LA on TV '85. Going, I need to get out there some point. <laughs> I look a lot mm-hmm. better than where I'm at. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. So that's cool. So you guys got the script together for Antidote. And again, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this comes out the 11th of May. Uh, which is uh, kind of like two weeks away, you know, a um, week and a half. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's the following week, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Right, now, let me ask you, did you guys have, film this during the lockdown and everything, or was it already filmed before any of that happened? Uh, what was that? Say that again. With the uh, the pandemic and the lockdown and all that, was that – were you filming during that, or was it already – Oh, Pretty much uh, all no, filmed you, already before that. You, you, you know what? We just finished filming at the end of February, and the pandemic started in mm. March. It was gotcha. just, uh, gotcha. but yeah, just before it started, we we took our last shots. But we were editing. We were editing while the pandemic was was going on, and uh, but now none of us got COVID, so. I don't know. We were looking at that department as well. You know. That's good. That is good to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, I, we've just been seeing stuff on the news, and I know California was was pretty crazy. Um, of course, Florida here, everybody just is like, oh, there's a pandemic. Let's let's have a beach party. You know, real not real smart here, but um, no, we we've been lucky as well. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands avoid close contact with people who are sick avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth stay home when you are sick cover your cough or sneeze clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray for more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. So you got. So you were doing a lot of the uh, the editing and stuff, then the post production stuff, I imagine. <laughs> Well, well yeah, event. during 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 the pandemic, actually, we did all this, uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, and the special effects, visual, visual effects, we have quite a bit of those. This is, this was all done in post production, uh, mm. and uh, the the film was essentially ready by uh, by September last year, but then you know it uh, we had to do some marketing and uh, publicity and advertising until so to get the distribution. And uh, then right. start working with uh, with Uncorked Entertainment, which is a wonderful distribution company. Uh, and oh, also yeah. we are, yeah, right now we're in the same boat, you know. So they they recommended uh, you know release the film in May uh, because well, they're professional. So, oh yeah, so and they kind of they got a good beat on that. They kind of know what they're doing mm-hmm. with all that. They, I'll tell you, if anybody's if you're unfamiliar with the film world, all you got to go is on any of your streaming services and, uh, you know, just randomly start scrolling through and you'll see 
a lot of movies that are distributed by Uncorked Entertainment. They are like kind of the the go-to people for uh, that. That's amazing, man. Have, no, have you worked with them before, or is this new? Uh, no, no. This this was the first time that they came highly recommended by another nice. filmmaker friend of mine who has been working with them for years. So it's a, it's not a um, it's a small world, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the film community, the independent film community. We communicate and uh, that we know quite a bit of our colleagues. You, and these days you can very easily reach out and contact people in. In uh, in Europe, in UK, uh, anywhere, you know, and ask them any kind of questions like, hey, you know, how was your experience with this distributor, or uh, you know, how did you like the, your advertising company, or how did do you like the people who handled your publicity? So, you can find the right, right people for for everything. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, I tell people in any business, not just the movie business, any business, you know, especially when you're writing checks, man, find out as much information as you can um, from people that have worked with them before, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can save a lot of hassles, you know? Yeah, you have, I lost you a have lot to of money to learn that lesson. Um, well, oh, that's, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm, it's how you learn, right? Sometimes lessons can be expensive. Oh boy, and uh, and sometimes peace of mind can be, but it's usually uh, a lot less expensive. Um, well, that's cool. That is cool. Let me ask you this. Now I know you're hot and heavy. Everybody, we're promoing um, antidote right now, and and that's the forefront. But I have to ask. Man, this movie looks like it's going to be so cool. I, I can't wait to see it. And normally I do. Uh, I've seen these prior, but um, I'm just chomping at the bit to see this one. Um, are the gears turning? Are the wheels spinning for the next project? Or are you just focused on Antidote right now? Well, uh, uh, I'm actually going to be shooting in this month of May. I'm going to be shooting a short film. Uh, oh, but nice. I don't have any immediate plans for a feature film. Because I want to see first how Antidote is doing and uh, because we might have to uh, look into a possibility of a sequel, which is very likely. Um, But uh, right now I'm focused on making a short film, uh, which is about a young girl who goes to throw away the trash and finds a chopped finger with a diamond ring right next to the trash bin. Ooh. What do you do? Yeah. Do you call the police? Do you, do you take mm, the ring off and then call the police? You know, I mean, oh. <laughs> and if oh, you man. don't call the police, what if you just get the the, yeah. the ring and drop the finger? And well, the ring exactly. turns out yeah. to, to cost like $100,000. Ooh, and where and is the ring, want the ring coming from? Yep, uh, yep. Oh, man, what a dilemma. What a dilemma. I can't wait to see that. Uh, well, that's that's amazing as, as well, Peter. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I, if you have a chance to do a sequel, that's always a smart thing because you've already built the infrastructure. You already have that uh, in whatever the, the world created, you know, and and usually people want to see more. Um, if there's talk of a sequel and whatnot, and that's always a good thing. 
you know, when mm-hmm. people are digging what you're doing. Um, well, that's amazing, man. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Oh, very cool. Well, that's, I can't yeah. wait. Like I said, it's uh, going to be next week or, you know, uh, the 11th, everybody, a week and a half or so, following week uh, of this one we're going into. I'm going to let everybody, I will remind everybody, too, that you can watch this on video on demand and everything. I'll be putting out a reminder on all my social media um, because I'm mm-hmm. going to be watching this, man. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. What was the, let me ask you this. What was the um, the most difficult, without giving any spoilers away, if you can, um, what was the most difficult thing about this whole project, would you say? Well, the mo- the most difficult was to get the uh, re- realistic uh, scenes where where we had like really uh, kind of gore and torture, uh, but it, mm. so it is without the gore and the torture, but we we get the uh, the drama of it because I I personally I'm not a big fan of gore and torture, right. but it had to be there so. We had to walk a very thin line there, uh, and uh, technically it was also difficult because, uh, for example, we had a scene when uh, we're hanging somebody. Somebody's being hung on a mm. on a piano on a, in a noose uh, made of a, a piano string, which cut mm. her neck. And uh, yeah, it, this was very difficult to do. Uh, oh, and, man. Uh, but, but we did it, and it looks very good, actually. You know, uh, well, you know we, of course, we, we had the stunt man, we had stunt coordinator, and we had the, the proper rig. But, um, you know, always, uh, yeah, all this all kind of stuff happens, which kind of goes against you. But we managed. Right. So, so basically, this hanging scene was the most difficult to do. Oh, man. Well, that's the kind of thing, you know, you hear that. And you guys are all professional, and you've got, you know, the right equipment and the right people doing this, and, every, and you know, everything's safe. It's just a magic trick, you know. Um, but, man, but, but we've all read those stories. We've all heard those stories, you know, with the, uh, uh, the blank and the pistol that something went wrong, you know what I mean? Or, you know, and it's got to be in your mind when you're doing that. You're like, whoa. I hope all this, we've rehearsed it a million times. I hope it, everything goes okay. all right. And, uh, and even mm-hmm. for the actor, too. Uh, oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, that is cool. That is very cool. Well, how exciting. How exciting. No, you've seen this uh, in editing and uh, at pitch meetings and everything. You've seen your this film a million times. But it's got to be exciting that everybody else gets to see it now, um, you know, Uh I can only imagine. I can only imagine you're going to be watching a lot of internet returns come in, <laughs> you know, refreshing the page a lot. Uh, oh, do you get nervous well, before uh, the uh, premieres of these? Uh, well, yeah, there is uh, there is this moment that you don't really know how people are going to react because. Uh, I'm so much in the box with this film, inside the box with this film. I have seen it, as you said, a million times, but how do you know how other people are going to see it? You know, uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of anxious to see what the reaction to it is, is going to be. And uh, mm-hmm. also you know, what critics' response we are going to get, because there is always this 
these two things. One is the audience response, and the other one is the critics response. So right. in a perfect world, they go hand in hand, but many times they're they're just very very different. Yeah. So we'll no, see. That's amazing. I'm really anxious, anxious to see when what the film is going to be in the first month. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, I you know. <laughs> I hope you break a leg with it and everything. I like I said, I'm excited to see it. I can't wait, and um, yeah. I can't wait to have you back on the show again for the next one. You know, um, that's oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe when I finish the short film, we can, you know, jump on a call or something if you want to. Oh, absolutely! Anytime, man. Anytime. It's just uh, you've got me pumped. I'm excited. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, well, all I'm going to say, Peter, is, is keep making these cool movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, the, the idea for the next one, too. Ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's with yeah, the fingers. Very, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a very cool one, actually. Yeah, it is, it is a lovely little project. Oh, well, cool, and man. It, very cool. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time. I know you're, uh, you know, you're wicked busy and everything. I really appreciate you taking time to be on the show. And um, yeah, so cool. I will talk to you. I will probably talk to you. I will email you, Peter, um, uh, on the twelfth, um, right after I watch it. And uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll, uh, well, maybe we'll give you do another little quick show or something after I see it, and uh, and we'll talk more about it then. Well, but the thing is, is I don't want to – it's one of these movies that you're saying, um, and you're saying this, and you made the movie, that it's hard to talk about the movie without giving things away. And uh, we, we – Yes, that's, that's good. That's the most important thing. And that, that's a matter of fact, it's probably not a, <clears throat> not a very good idea to talk a lot about it, just to talk a little bit to the point, you know. Right. Right, I hear you. Well, thank you so much, Peter uh, Daskaloff, everybody. Um, you know, filmmaker, very, very cool, and painter. How about that? How about that? All right. Peter, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Anytime, sir, anytime. Folks, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the various social media platforms, and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on like 300 of them. It's, it's crazy. Uh, so wherever you listen mm. to podcasts, you can listen to our podcast. Uh, we're on, like I said, everything from Spotify to, uh, to Apple Podcast, everything. Um, iHeartRadio, all that. And uh, we will see you next time. What is today? Saturday. That's right. We're doing a Saturday show. So next time will be Monday. We will see you then. We've got a fantastic singer-songwriter um, from Brazil coming on. Uh, he lives in L.A. now, but uh, he uh, started out in Brazil, uh, named Libra. So he's got a new single out. We're going to be talking to him about that. And um, just a full week of really, really cool shows. You can always find out uh, upcoming shows here, past podcasts. Uh, we've got – this is episode – believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, man, when I started doing this show, I thought I was going to do about 20, 25 of these. This is episode 1,100 today. We've done 1,100 shows today number 1100 um, and they're all archived on my website um, jamierocks.us and uh, you know 
So, you know, what that translates to, if you wanted to hear me talking to really cool people like Peter, um, well, it would take you about a month and a half listening nonstop, uh, 24-7. <laughs> you'd get through them all. You'd probably wind up in a crazy hospital, but that's, uh, you know, don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't listen. No, just listen to the last five. I'm happy with that. Very cool. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. And remember, May 11th, Antidote. We're all going to watch it. Okay. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocnilisma Till Pop Rocks Radio. Made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.